Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 556 now of the Ron and Don Show, and we are live from Let's Rob Studios. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, have you seen uh, Martha Stewart, 81, on the cover? Is it People Magazine? I think it's Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Model. Yeah, let's talk about that, because the internet is mad at her. I'm not mad at her, but it looks like the internet's mad. They're all, the internet's also mad at Elon Musk, so we'll talk about why is there why is so mad. Also, the CEO at Airbnb said, it seems like we're tanking here. Maybe I should go stay in some Airbnbs and experience what other people are experiencing or not experiencing. And uh, he has some nuggets for guys like me that are super hosts. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. France right now cracking down on influencers in Montana. They just said we're banning TikTok. Ron, is what happening? what's happening in Montana? Will we see this happen in other states across the globe? And when it comes to cracking down on influencers, you see that here in the States. The reason why I ask, I follow some diet influencers that are horrible, absolutely horrible. And I follow them just to see what they're going to say. And some of the information that they give out, they play the part of being a doctor. And they aren't doctors. You have people giving legal advice online that are not attorneys. And, they, and even if they are, do they practice law in your own state? I see a lot of information out there where people are talking about food and they're talking about fasting. And I see lots of folks out there that have influence on other people just because they're hot and they're pretty. And, and as a result of that, what happens when you're not hot and you're not pretty? Do you lose influence as a result of that? And I have to say, I think there's a difference between getting attention and really influencing somebody, right? Uh, I see a lot of media people in Seattle go away and, and they never had a lot of influence in the first place. Maybe they got a lot of clicks on stuff that they put up online. Ron and I have been very lucky that, that we still have some kind of influence in the city of Seattle with our listeners and the trust and the connection that we have. And I think it's because we all did cause radio for so many years and we did so much good in the community, but we did that together. It wasn't Ron and I or just you. It was all of us doing something good in the community. And as a result of that, we still have a little bit of influence, which we are very appreciative. If, when, when you look at influencing online, I care about this a lot because I have a 13-year-old that's about to get a phone. And I remember talking to one of my friends whose daughter was really struggling with suicide. And I said, if you could go back as a parent, what would you have done differently? And he said, I wouldn't have given her a phone at such a young age because she sees all these influencers out there with bodies that aren't like hers and makes her hate herself. So you really have to make sure there's some rules. In fact, my son is writing his own rules right now. He won't get a phone until he writes the rules, and we as a family agree on those rules. But I know once I hand him that phone, there'll be people out there that I don't know that probably already have influence with him that I don't even know about. So I think these are, and I applaud you on that with uh, writing the rules. We have a very good friend together that came up with rules when his son got a car, 
And when he broke the rules, they were enforced. It was really fascinating to watch because they, they negotiated that beforehand and it ended up being a really smart move. These two things are very different to me. The Montana situation is a political stunt. If you look at the press release and how it was handled, that that staunchly Republican uh, governor said that, you know, the Chinese Communist Party is dead and he it's all caps and MAGA, 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 like he's doing the whole uh, it, it's it's a gaslighting event uh, for his constituents. He's got a chainsaw out, and he's just chainsawing through the red meat. Right, just, so it's, just, it's just throwing like, it out. Yeah, it's like yeah. I think the Chinese Communist Party is really focused on what Montanans are doing. <laughs> So maybe they are. Uh, maybe they are. I don't know. But um, so that thing's going to be it's a it's he's 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 pulling a Ron DeSantis. He's just trying to stir things up. He knows there's going to be lawsuits. How, they, people are like, how are you enforcing this? Look at the Chinese now. They have a Chinese noodle shop on every corner. What's happening here in Montana? So right? Think about how how would the state of Montana be able to monitor whether or not a 12 year old is on TikTok at 7 p.m. in Billings. Like, how are they going to do that? Like, with by breaking privacy laws. So that's a political stunt. The influencing thing, I think, is a real deal. And, and the, the one in France stems from a um, an influence there who's in the, the beauty celebrity for being a, attractive realm. And there's a class action lawsuit because she encouraged her. She has millions of, of followers in social media. Uh, and she's kind of a Kim Kardashian-style uh, person, but in French. And so she encouraged her followers to get involved in uh, cryptocurrency and, and Bitcoin. And then uh, that market crashed. And so there's a class action lawsuit against her because she never disclosed that that was an ad and that she was paid uh, by this crypto firm to pitch to her audience. And so they're saying, wait a minute. You do 19 posts in a row that's just taking us through your life, and the way you presented this information was just another thing that you were excited about. We as your audience didn't know that that was an ad, and so we all got burned. We lost a tremendous amount of money. We're going to sue the influencer. So France is going, okay, What some basic common sense things, and this can happen in the United States as well right now, but if you don't disclose uh, an ad in, in some formats is saying, hey, when if what they want to take a little farther, they say, if you're doing an ad, you need to say that it's an ad. If you got compensated to say something, that needs to be apparent uh, on the the platform. The other thing that I really like that France did, uh, especially for teenagers, if you've used a filter as an influencer and it's generating income for you, you have to disclose that that video is filtered. And, and if you haven't seen how powerful the Snapchat filters and the TikTok filters are, they, they, they would make Don and I look like we're 21 years old. And, and it's seamless. Uh, I don't know if you've seen these or played around with them much. It's incredible. There's these catfishing filters, ones that can make you younger or older, change your hair color, give you hair or take away your hair. Like there's, there's a million of them. They're getting better and better and better to where if you're not paying attention, it, it, it is seamless. It looks like that person. So um, the government is saying, if you're an influencer, you got to let people know. 
So when you're 13 years old, you're like, oh, they're using the fill-in-the-blank filter. And so they know they don't actually look like that. They're, their face isn't actually that perfect. Their skin isn't actually that great. Their hair doesn't actually look like that. And so it doesn't, hopefully, is a step towards not creating these, these anorexia and body dysmorphia and low self-esteem issues that we've seen, especially in young girls, but also in young boys. Um, I, I think it's it's a policy that, I would welcome some version of that in the United States because you're right. Even as an adult, sometimes you will, um, if it's someone, you know, and trust, or you think, you know, and trust them, it's hard to differentiate sometimes between what is a paid advertisement and what is something that they're actually into. Um, I appreciate, cause I, I do a lot of woodworking and crafty type of stuff. I appreciate some of the guys that I follow when they go, I bought this machine. So it's like I'm telling I'm excited about a new piece of gear, but full disclosure, either A, the company gave it to me and I'm reviewing it, but they told me to say be honest, or B, I paid my own money for this and let me tell you what I think about it. I like when guys do that, because then you know, oh, this guy got the machine for free. Of course he likes it. Yeah. All right. Uh let's continue the discussion. Uh, because we got we got some breaking news here, which by the time you hear this won't be breaking news, but I think it um I think it's part of the discussion that we're having right, right now. So let's continue that in one minute. Don, I have a vivid memory as a kid. We were going to drive the family rig to Boston to visit my uncle Richard. Got about in the middle of Oklahoma. Car broke down. We were stranded. We did not get a pre-trip safety check. New glasses? Yeah, they are new. The readers. They look sharp. Thank you. You look like my dead grandfather. <laughs> Thank you. That's yeah. good. Anyway, hey, you guys, Les Schwab, they do something really cool right now. For everyone that's a Ron and Don listener, just stop in. They'll do a free pre-trip safety check. What are they going to do? Yeah, they check the air on your tires. Also, if you have all-wheel drive, you got to make sure you rotate those and make sure you have plenty of tread on your tire. They're going to check your brakes and put it up on a rack, do a full inspection. And you got to know this. You go see the other guys. Yeah, you got to pay hundreds of dollars for that. Not at Les Schwab. And here's the thing I love too. They're not going to sell you a bunch of stuff that you don't need. So everything's good. You're ready for your trip. They will just send you on your way. But if not, you can save lots of money right now on a set of four tires at Les Schwab. Yeah, if you need new tires, you can save up to $200 when you buy a set of select four tires. Plus, save an extra 50 bucks with Les Schwab financing. Schedule your appointment right now at LesSchwab.com or you can stop by any location. That's Les Schwab, where they've been doing the right thing since 1952. Why are you getting louder at the end? That's what I usually do. Les Schwab, like that. He's stealing what I stole. Hey, you guys, I don't know what it is about the Ron and Don business, but I just want to thank everybody for reaching out and trusting us when it comes to a real estate transaction. A lot of times it's hard to figure out where does it start? Where does it end? Especially if you're selling your home, maybe it involves your parent. Maybe you have the power of attorney. Maybe there was an accident. Maybe they fell. Maybe they died suddenly. We have so many of you that are reaching out to us and saying, hey, I have my mom's house, my dad's house, their estate. We need realtors to help us out here. And I just appreciate all the trust that was connected during our terrestrial radio days. Ron, it's alive and well in our real estate business. Isn't yeah, it? if you're in that situation, or it could be another situation like a job change, life comes at you, throws you a curveball, something unexpected, and real estate is involved, we want to be your teammates. So let's start out, see if we'll make a good team, and do a sit-down. It's a Zoom call. It's virtual. It takes about 30 minutes or so, and I will set it up for you. Just email me directly, ron at ronanddon.com, or you can set it up online at ron 
ronanddonsitdown.com. All right, you guys, this is some breaking news. So by the time you hear this, this will be a couple days old. This is out of the Washington Post that the Supreme Court just now, they ruled in favor of Google and Twitter in cases about liability when it comes to terror-related content on their platform. They're not going to be liable for that. And I, I do think anytime that somebody has tried to do something horrendous and they try to do it on Facebook Live and they've had some success in doing that, uh, Facebook will jump in and they'll try to take those things down right away. But oftentimes that violence is already in the world. Uh, and I think a lot of these big platform companies, a lot of these big tech companies were concerned about their liability. Uh, and they're like, hey, we're over here and we're trying to police it. But even Congress, you can't, you, you can't police it. So is it better to no longer have these platforms as a freedom of expression? And if you make us liable for this, uh, these platforms are gonna these platforms are gonna go away. So. I think these were the wrong cases um, to go to the Supreme Court for for this reason. I've been reading a lot about this. The cases that went before the Supreme Court were: is Twitter responsible because there were terrorist tweets that got uh, exposure on their platform? And so the Supreme Court said, no, it's just a platform. Same way as if. Uh, you know, I'm a terrorist and I use a cell phone. The cell phone manufacturer and the cell phone carrier, or the same thing for email, the email platform and the email ISP, they're just the platform. If so I'm a driver and a drunk driver and I kill somebody with my Chevy truck, is Chevy liable for that accident? Right. Or is it the person behind the wheel that, that is controlling that truck? And so Clarence Thomas wrote this uh, uh, decision and he basically said, no, they, they can't be held liable. I think the case that needs to be brought to the Supreme Court, and I hope uh, someone smarter than me can bring it, uh, is the amplification argument. And so I just had, had recently heard this phrase in a way that really was an aha moment for me. Was, the person was talking about, we all know the, the freedom of speech uh, amendment in the Constitution, and we all agree with that. Hey, I have the freedom to express myself any way I want. Um, but they said, we don't all have... The, the constitutional right to the amplification of our argument. So if you go back to pre-internet, if I was a KKK member or I had some radical tin hat theory, it was difficult for me to gather a significant amount of people. Because I had to go out into the town square or go door to door or rent a room at the Rotary Club and try to recruit people. Hey, I got an extra pillowcase. You want to come out Saturday night? <laughs> right. We're going to burn some crosses. Yeah. Right. So you had to recruit people either by coercion or by argument into these groups. Well, that doesn't exist anymore uh, in the internet era. And so it's a really interesting argument that that these internet companies, Twitter included, their algorithm is based on generating income for the company. And I don't disagree with that. That's what corporations do. They generate income for their shareholders. But the way that that algorithm has metastasized is the type of things that get amplified are the things that get the most clicks, which serve up the most ads, which makes them the most money. And so with total disregard for content, and so the, what we've seen is the amplification engine of Twitter and Facebook and Google and Instagram and Snapchat and uh, TikTok and all the other ones is amplifying 
the messages that are the wrong messages if you care about facts and you care about social justice and you care about civility and you care about truth with a capital T um, because it's not optimizing for those things. It's optimizing for clicks and income. So I would like to see a Supreme Court decision on that. Yes, you have the freedom to say what you want to say. If it violates the terms of service, you can be banned. We don't have to go down that road. But in America, there are some some boundaries, some guardrails on the First Amendment. You can't scream fire in a, in a crowded theater. But we haven't had a Supreme Court decision on, can you yell fire in the theater of the internet? And right now you can. Not only can you scream fire in the theater of the internet, the internet engine amplifies that message for you. It makes it louder. It makes it stronger. It makes it viral. And so now, instead of panicking one theater, you're panicking millions of people into thinking there's a fire in the theater when there's not a fire in the theater. So however that court case needs to make it to the Supreme Court, that's the real case. Do Can we ask these internet companies to not amplify things solely to make money, but to amplify things that are actually true and verifiable and good for the common common person. Yeah, do you think as Donald Trump makes his run here, he couldn't have become president without Twitter? It just wouldn't have happened. Do you think he gets back on Twitter or do you think he stays on on, on, I don't on know. his platform? I, there, half of me thinks that he's going through the motions here to try to avoid jail time. Um, and we just saw this $5 million judgment in the, the sexual misconduct case in New York city, which is very interesting. So he didn't even, he did, they didn't even call any witnesses. They didn't even testify. Uh, so that one was pretty crazy. And there's a bunch more still pending here with state of Georgia, state of New York. So, um, I think he's trying to avoid jail time with this. It's a real lackluster, um, run for the presidency, if you ask me, but, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he did. And it wouldn't surprise me if Elon Musk lets him yell fire in a crowded theater. Hey, you guys, big announcement on the Ron and Don show. Mitch Weeks has changed his name to Mitch is Strong. Yeah, Mitch is strong <laughs> when it comes to financing. And a lot of people out there, Mitch, they think, hey, do I have to put 20, 25? 30% down on a house? What does Mitch Strong Weeks say about this? What say you? Great question. No, most people think 20%, and that used to be the number, but first-time homebuyers can actually put as little as 3% down, which is huge. Houses are still expensive. They really are. And if you can put 3% down, and just on a million-dollar home, that's as little as $30,000. A lot easier to save $30,000 than two hundred. dollars I'll tell you what. Absolutely. So Mitch is what, he, what he's going to do when you meet with him and you go to Mitch.loans, set up your time to talk to Mitch. He's going to show you all the programs, not just one program or not just one bank. You're going to have all the different programs, all the different rates, all the different time frames, and all the different ways to get into a house, even if you have 3% down. So switch to Mitch. It's really easy. You can go to Mitch.loans. That's Mitch.loans. All right, here we go. Three stories in three minutes, then we'll get out of here. It seems like the internet is mad at Martha Stewart. She's 81 years old, and they've asked her, how do you look so amazing? And she starts talking about diet, taking care of herself, and they're like, Martha, you're body shaming. You shouldn't be talking about dieting. I think she looks great at 81. I think she looked fabulous at 41, 21. And the bottom line is this. People need to understand. You need to be able to talk about diet. Just because you're talking about diet and what you put in and out of your body – it doesn't mean that you're shaming 
somebody else, it means you're talking about the fuel that you put inside. And sometimes if you put bad fuel in there, you're going to get a bad result. There's nothing wrong with that. So what's yeah, it? It's, it's the anti diet culture movement that's criticizing her. And I, I think that we need to be, I, I get where they're saying. And some of the stuff I, I understand, like for instance, she basically said her mom looked good enough after having children to still wear a two piece bathing suit. And the anti-diet culture people would say, anyone's allowed to wear a two-piece bathing suit. You don't have to look a certain way to wear a two-piece bathing suit. If you want to wear one, wear one. So that, that would be their criticism. But I, my bigger point with this story and Martha Stewart is, if you're in your 80s, you have a right to not know every cultural trend. And so if Martha Stewart, um, who's 81, doesn't know about diet culture versus anti-diet culture, which is a relatively young phenomenon, then cut her a little slack. Like she grew up in a different era, you know, and she grew up in a different way of thinking around food and diet and body image and swimsuits and everything else. She's 81. So now if you're 31 and you're, you're making these uh, type of statements around diet culture, and yeah, maybe you can get corrected a little bit with that. You might know better. Same thing with, you know, there's a lot of things our grandparents would say that we're like, ah, grandpa, you can't say that. And they're because they just don't know. Uh, they're ignorant of the current social trend. Doesn't mean that they're right or that we should just give them a free pass. But at the same time, to pile drive somebody the second they say something with an outmoded, outdated mode of, of thinking when they're in their 80s or, or older, I think is is harsh. Yeah. All right. You and I just listened to a podcast, a Smartless podcast. Paul Anka is on there. Uh, he wrote the Tonight Show theme. He talks about that. He talks about performing with the Rat Pack. He admits that he worked for the mob. And then he tells you about all these songs that we've all heard. In fact, he said, you know, I was a writer at heart, so I would write for a lot of other artists. He said a band he always wanted to write for was the Beatles, though. He had great respect for them. Let me ask you this. If the smartphone is around, does Paul Anka write these songs when he's 13, 14, and 15? Because I see kids come out of my son's junior high every day and they're not rushing to a piano. Uh, my son's been trying to put a band together. Nobody seems to have any interest in that. Everybody's just rushing to their phone. So if Paul Anka had one of these phones in hand, I, I, I wonder, I wonder if all the great music he created for the world, for other artists that he presented himself. I, I, I wonder if this gets done. Cause a lot of times our creativity comes from boredom. Think about the job you did in your yard one day because you woke up, you're sick and tired of your yard looking that way. You had some extra time on your hands and you said, well, I'm going to sit here and day drink another day or am I going to eat myself out of the fridge? Or maybe I'll go and I'll make this really cool place in my yard where I could go read a book or hang out or play guitar or do something like that. I think boredom sometimes can really supercharge our culture and that's what I that, that's what I got out of listening to that podcast and Paul Anka. It's like he was willing to slow down, be bored, be a Canadian, <laughs> and create great art as a result of it. I, I think if you're one of the greats like Paul Anka, it wouldn't have mattered. When you were talking about that, I think of Billie Eilish, who's created some incredible art. 
And sometimes they would capture a sound on their phone, her and Phineas, and then transform it in the phone or in a piece of software and put it into a song where I remember one story they told they were in Australia. They had this really goofy uh, sound effect that would happen when you cross the street, pulled out their phone, they recorded it, took it back to the studio, um, manipulated it and in- inserted it into a track. Because people are like, what is that sample? It's like, that's a Australian streetlight. So there, there's a lot of artists that started on their iPhone in GarageBand that then we now become mainstream. So I think if you're that type of creative, you can still do it through the tool of, of a phone. I think uh, Lewis Cole, he said his first three albums he did on a uh, with a computer microphone and uh garage band so uh billy eilish like i just mentioned there's a lot i think there's a the rapper um who's the rapper that did this chance the rapper i believe was on garage band uh, until he made it to his major label debut so you can still create even though paul anka did it with a with a uh, an analog piano you can still create on, on yeah. a phone airbnb has a new ceo uh he said you know what the company has struggled a little bit so i'm gonna go out and see what's going on for six months to a year he stayed in airbnb so he went from one airbnb to the next he took his dog and he said you know what here are some of the problems number one Cleaning fees are too high. And number two, uh, what are all these jobs they want you to do before you exit the Airbnb? If if you paid an exorbitant cleaning fee, should you then have to turn around and do the dishes and strip the bed? And do you think that that's the issue and the problem with Airbnb and some of the short-term rentals that are out there right now? Because uh, I certainly have some thoughts on this. Well, I, I applaud CEOs that do this, that get out of the boardroom and get out of these high-level meetings and go to the front line. So they mention him. They mention the CEO of Uber drove an Uber for, I think, a month or two months uh, to just feel what it was like to be a driver. Um, this the CEO of, of uh, Airbnb goes and stays in Airbnbs and, and doesn't tell anyone he works for Airbnb. So he's communicating with families uh, and, and hosts and just acting like a normal human being. What he did, though, is different, and you just nailed it. The Uber CEO went and drove an Uber. He didn't ride in the back. He rode up front. This CEO from Airbnb, he went and stayed at Airbnbs. Try to run an Airbnb. Try to run multiple Airbnbs. That, to me, would be sitting up front and driving the Uber. He didn't do that, and he did what Airbnb always does, is he blamed it on the hosts, and that's why their model is beginning to fail, because there's other place for hosts to go. And also, you can basically just create a website. If people come and they have a great experience, you get your Airbnb to the point where 60 to 70% of your bookings are direct bookings. And we as hosts now could never see what they were charging people on the other side. We can now see that. And the problem is not the cleaning fee. And my whole cleaning fee goes to materials and all the rest go to my cleaners. Uh, And the problem uh, isn't the fact that uh, well, some of the other things that he said, where, where he's blaming it on the, on the host, a lot of it comes down to the experience, what they place on the super host. If you don't do things, communicate things within a specific time frame. If you get lots of complaints and some of those complaints are not your fault, you get kicked down through the algorithm. And at some point, if you don't get kicked off the platform, you run from the platform. So what's happening with Airbnb right now is their fees are too high. Their fees need to come down and stop blaming it on hosts and super hosts. And just because you went and stayed at one, try running one.
Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Ron and Don Show. Hey, don't forget, if you need us, all you have to do is go to ronanddonsitdown.com, right? That's right. You can uh, download the newsletter or actually sign up for the newsletter, download a buyer's playbook or seller's playbook, or what I hope you do is if your curiosity is piqued about jumping in the real estate game on the buy side, the sell side, the invest side, let's schedule a sit-down, ronanddonsitdown.com. You can do it online or just email me, ron at ronanddon.com. Yeah, our thanks to Mitch.loans as well, right? Yeah, Mitch.loans. It's not .com. It's .loans. Uh, he can help you with a refi. He can help you with a loan. He also has a Ron and Don deal uh, where um, they help you out with some closing costs. Yeah, if you need tires right now, Les Schwab, they got a cool summer sale going on, $200 off on a select group of tires if you buy four. So head into a Les Schwab. 84 locations to serve you in western Washington. Find that location. All you have to do is go to lesschwab.com. Those guys aren't working. You know they come running, leschwab.com. Once again, thanks for listening to this episode. You keep your head up. You keep your shoulders back. For Ron, myself, Charlie the dog, and here comes my son. Yeah, you're listening to the Ron and Don Show. Okay! Hey, and Paul, thanks for uh, engineering today's show. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet, and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron Don Radio Network.